Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is Sunday, June 18th, and we are in the book of Jeremiah. Today we'll be reading Jeremiah chapters 8 through 11, so follow along if you can. Otherwise, let me read these over you. But here we go, starting in Jeremiah chapter 8. At that time, declares the Lord, the bones of the kings and officials of Judah, the bones of the priests and prophets, and the bones of the people of Jerusalem will be removed from their graves. They will be exposed to the sun and the moon and all the stars of the heavens, which they have loved and served, and which they have followed and consulted and worshipped. They will not be gathered up or buried, but will be like dung lying on the ground. Wherever I banish them, all the survivors of this evil nation will prefer death to life, declares the Lord Almighty. Say to them, this is what the Lord says, when people fall down, do they not get up? When someone turns away, do they not return? Why then have these people turned away? Why does Jerusalem always turn away? They cling to deceit, they refuse to return. I have listened attentively. But they do not say what is right. None of them repent of their wickedness, saying, What have I done? Each pursues their own course like a horse charging into battle. Even the stork in the sky knows her appointed seasons, and the dove, the swift, and the thrush observe the time of their migration. But my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. How can you say, We are wise, for we have the law of the Lord, when actually the lying pen of the scribes has handled it falsely. The wise will be put to shame. They will be dismissed and trapped. Since they have rejected the word of the Lord, what kind of wisdom do they have? Therefore, I will give their wives to other men and their fields to new owners. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain." Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when they are punished, says the Lord. I will take away their harvest, declares the Lord. There will be no grapes on the vine, there will be no figs on the tree, and their leaves will wither. What I have given them will be taken from them. Why are we sitting here? Gather together. Let us flee to the fortified cities and perish there. For the Lord our God has doomed us to perish and given us poisoned water to drink. Because we have sinned against him. We hoped for peace, but no good has come. For a time of healing, but there is only terror. The snorting of the enemy's horses is heard from Dan. At the neighing of their stallions, the whole land trembles. They have come to devour the land and everything in it, the city and all who live there. See, I will send venomous snakes among you, vipers that cannot be charmed, and they will bite you, declares the Lord. You who are my comforter in sorrow, my heart is faint within me. Listen to the cry of my people from a land far away. Is the Lord not in Zion? Is her king no longer there? 
Why have they aroused my anger with their images, with their worthless foreign idols? The harvest is past, the summer has ended, and we are not saved. Since my people are crushed, I am crushed. I mourn, and horror grips me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no healing for the wound of my people? Jeremiah chapter 9 Oh, that my head were a spring of water, and my eyes a fountain of tears. I would weep day and night for the slain of my people. Oh, that I had in the desert a lodging place for travelers, so that I might leave my people and go away from them. For they are all adulterers, a crowd of unfaithful people. They make ready their tongue like a bow to shoot lies. It is not by truth that they triumph in the land. They go from one sin to another. They do not acknowledge me, declares the Lord. Beware of your friends. Do not trust anyone in your clan. For every one of them is a deceiver, and every friend a slanderer. Friend deceives friend, and no one speaks the truth. They have taught their tongues to lie. They weary themselves with sinning. You live in the midst of deception. In their deceit, they refuse to acknowledge me, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says. See, I will refine and test them. For what else can I do because of the sin of my people? Their tongue is a deadly arrow. It speaks deceitfully. With their mouths, they all speak cordially to their neighbors. But in their hearts, they set traps for them. Should I not perish them for this, declares the Lord? Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? I will weep and wail for the mountains and take up a lament concerning the wilderness grasslands. They are desolate and untraveled, and the lowing of cattle is not heard. The birds have all fled, and the animals are gone. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a haunt of jackals. And I will lay waste the towns of Judah so no one can live there. Who is wise enough to understand this? Who has been instructed by the Lord and can explain it? Why has the land been ruined and laid waste like a desert that no one can cross? The Lord said, It is because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them. They have not obeyed me or followed my law. Instead, they have followed the stubbornness of their hearts. They have followed the Baals as their ancestors taught them. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. See, I will make this people eat bitter food and drink poisoned water. I will scatter them among nations that neither they nor their ancestors have known, and I will pursue them with the sword until I have made an end of them. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Consider now. Call for the wailing women to come. Send for the most skillful of them. Let them come quickly and wail over us, till our eyes overflow with tears and water streams from our eyelids. The sound of wailing is heard from Zion. How ruined we are! How great is our shame! We must leave our land because our houses are in ruins. Now, you women, hear the word of the Lord. Open your ears to the words of his mouth. Teach your daughters how to wail. Teach one another a lament. 
Death has climbed in through our windows and has entered our fortresses. It has removed the children from the streets and the young men from the public squares. Say, this is what the Lord declares. Dead bodies will lie like dung on the open field, like cut grass behind the reaper with no one to gather them. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord when I will punish all who are circumcised only in the flesh, Egypt, Judah, Edom, Ammon, Moab, and all who live in the wilderness in distant places. For all these nations are really uncircumcised, and even the whole house of Israel is uncircumcised in heart. Jeremiah chapter 10 Hear what the Lord says to you, people of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. For the practices of the people are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest, and a craftsman shapes it with a chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm. Nor can they do any good. No one is like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. Who should not fear you, kings of the nations? This is your due. Among all the wise leaders of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is no one like you. They are all senseless and foolish. They are taught by worthless wooden idols. Hammered silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Uphaz. What the craftsmen and goldsmith have made is then dressed in blue and purple, all made by skilled workers. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God, the eternal King. When he is angry, the earth trembles. The nations cannot endure his wrath. Tell them this, these gods who did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens, but God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. When he thunders, the waters in the heavens roar. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from the storehouses. Everyone is senseless and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is shamed by his idols. The images he makes are a fraud. They have no breath in them. They are worthless, the objects of mockery. When their judgment comes, they will perish. He who is the portion of Jacob is not like these. For he is the maker of all things, including Israel, the people of his inheritance. The Lord Almighty is his name. Gather up your belongings to leave the land, you who live under siege. For this is what the Lord says, At this time I will hurl out those who live in this land. 
I will bring distress on them so that they may be captured. Woe to me because of my injury. My wound is incurable. Yet I said to myself, This is my sickness and I must endure it. My tent is destroyed. All its ropes are snapped. My children are gone from me and are no more. No one is left now to pitch my tent or to set up my shelter. The shepherds are senseless and do not inquire of the Lord. So they do not prosper, and all their flock is scattered. Listen, the report is coming. A great commotion from the land of the north. It will make the towns of Judah desolate, a haunt of jackals. Lord, I know that people's lives are not their own. It is not for them to direct their steps. Discipline me, Lord, but only in due measure, not in your anger, or you will reduce me to nothing. Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the peoples who do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob. They have devoured him completely and destroyed his homeland. Jeremiah chapter 11. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Listen to the terms of this covenant and tell them to the people of Judah and to those who live in Jerusalem. Tell them that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Cursed is the one who does not obey the terms of this covenant, the terms I commanded your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the iron-smelting furnace. I said, Obey me and do everything I command you, and you will be my people, and I will be your God. Then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your ancestors to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you possess today. I answered, Amen, Lord. The Lord said to me, Proclaim all these words in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Listen to the terms of this covenant and follow them. From the time I brought your ancestors up from Egypt until today, I warned them again and again, saying, Obey me, but they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubbornness of their evil hearts. So I brought on them all the curses of the covenant I had commanded them to follow, but that they did not keep. Then the Lord said to me, There is a conspiracy among the people of Judah and those who live in Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors, who refused to listen to my words. They have followed other gods to serve them. Both Israel and Judah have broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. The towns of Judah and the people of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to whom they burn incense but they will not help them at all when disaster strikes. You, Judah, have as many gods as you have towns, and the altars you have set up to burn incense to that shameful god Baal are as many as the streets of Jerusalem. Do not pray for this people or offer any plea or petition for them, because I will not listen when they call to me in the time of their distress. What is my beloved doing in my temple as she, with many others, works out her evil schemes? Can consecrated meat avert your punishment? When you engage in your wickedness, then you rejoice. 
The Lord called you a thriving oil tree with fruit beautiful in form. But with the roar of a mighty storm, he will set it on fire and its branches will be broken. The Lord Almighty, who planted you, has decreed disaster for you because the people of both Israel and Judah have done evil and aroused my anger by burning incense to Baal. Because the Lord revealed their plot to me, I knew it. For at that time, he showed me what they were doing. I had been like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not realize that they had plotted against me, saying, Let us destroy the tree and its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more. But you, Lord Almighty, who judge righteously and test the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance on them, for to you I have committed my cause. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the people of Anathoth who are threatening to kill you, saying, Do not prophesy in the name of the Lord, or you will die by our hands. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says, I will punish them. Their young men will die by the sword, their sons and daughters by famine. Not even a remnant will be left to them, because I will bring disaster on the people of Anathoth in the year of their punishment. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So I want to look back at Jeremiah 11 verse 16. Just read that a minute ago, but let me read it to you one more time, because this is what the Lord says about Israel. He says, The Lord called you a thriving olive tree with fruit beautiful in form, but with the roar of a mighty storm, he will set it on fire and its branches will be broken. Now, at first listen, you might be like, whoop-dee-doo, it's an olive tree he's talking about, and he's going to cut it off. What's the big deal? Well, you have to understand how important the olive tree was in culture then. You see, olive oil was mixed to make all sorts of things. Everything from the oil for a lantern to oil that was used in medicine to even oil that was used for cooking. Olive oil was used to bring all sorts of health and life and fruitfulness. And God is saying that he set up his people to be like a thriving oil tree. In other words, he wanted them to last and thrive and bring life to everyone around them. Not only did he say it would be a thriving oil tree, but it would also have fruit that is beautiful in form. This is important also because that would have been a source of trade and income. Not only could they have eaten the fruit of this type of tree, but they could have had a living from it. God is basically saying, I designed you guys to thrive. You were supposed to be so prolific in life-giving to people around you. People would have been able to see this tree and know what it is and how it brings life to them. You know, it's interesting. There's actually olive trees that you could look up online that are three to 4,000 years old in the Holy Land. Think about that for a minute. There's olive trees that were there while Jesus was walking this earth. Everything that happened, they have seen. And these same olive trees are still producing fruit and oil for people to use. 
this is what God had intended for his people. You see, God doesn't want us just to survive for today. No, God wants us to thrive so that the people around us also receive life. But the problem is, we get so entangled with culture in our own ways, in our own wickednesses, that we don't even realize that we are falling for the schemes of the enemy. Go back one more verse and listen to what the Lord says in Jeremiah 11, verse 15. He says, What is my beloved doing in my temple as she, with many others, works out her evil schemes? Can consecrated meat avert your punishment? When you engage in your wickedness, then you rejoice. So the Lord's pointing out that even though he wanted them to be a strong, thriving olive tree that would bring life to people around them, they have turned and done things their own way, and then they rejoice at the way they do their own things. Doesn't that sound like culture today? We rejoice in our sin. There's things even in this month that people are celebrating that are simply a rejection of God's truth and wholeness, and it is celebrated. So all God has left to do is to reset things, and the way he resets things is by allowing his punishment to fall on those who are going astray. And so he says, but with the roar of a mighty storm, he will set it on fire and its branches will be broken. In other words, this strong, healthy, thriving olive tree, instead of being able to produce fruit that is beautiful, and instead of having oil that will bring life to the people around it, God is going to cause it to be broken. Why, you might ask? Because God will not allow something to thrive if it's bringing unhealth. He will eventually cut it off so that it does not hurt other people. And so, just like this tree, God is about to put his people into punishment. Jeremiah is already giving this message. God is going to allow Babylon to come and overtake Jerusalem so that his people can be reset and put into the right place. Understand something. This isn't about God punishing his people. This is about God resetting things so that he can get them back to where they need to be. Because God's intent didn't change just because his people wouldn't listen to him. He still wanted to set up a thriving tree that would bring life to all people. And so God didn't give up on his people. Instead, he's about to put them in captivity with the hope that they will reset and turn their hearts to the Lord. You see, God's desire is that you would thrive. His desire is that you would be so full of life that it will ooze out of you into the people around you. Let that start in your home. Let that start with those who you live with, whether that be roommates, family, friends, or even those who live in the same neighborhood and block as you. Be life-giving towards them and then extend that towards all people you come across because God's desire is that you would be prolific, that you would be someone who thrives and brings life to those you come across every day. So purify your heart and turn from anything that would distract you from seeing that happen. 
And as you do, watch what God does as he blesses those around you. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.